how important is private money? How available is private money and how to raise private money? Folks, you've heard my story and you've heard, known that I've raised millions of dollars two different times with private money. But now we're going to talk to Mr. Brian Adamson and talk about how important private money is to him and what he thinks about raising private money. Brian, welcome to the show. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Mike. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so let's talk about private money, right? Because again, I think it's in it. I think it will become important for all investors at some point in their journey, mm -hmm. right? When you get good enough or you get a network and deal flow gets to a certain point, most of us, myself included, didn't have enough capital. We had to get private money to keep going. Some folks probably need to start with private money. So where do you want this conversation to go? Yeah, I, um, I've done it both ways. When I started back in 2006, seven. You know, I was using all my capital back then, right, 2008 to 10 uh, during the last cycle. And um, I got cash strapped, though. And I think yeah. that's the part that we don't talk about a lot as investors is that no matter how much money you got, if you deploy enough of it, at some point, you're going to get cash strapped. Now, at that time, I also didn't have mentorship. I didn't know different strategies, right, that I could have um, potentially kept that money moving for me, right? So when the money was parked, it was parked, but I was getting cash flow, so it all made sense. Uh, fast forward, go pay for mentorship, learn some different exit strategies and some different creative finance and then things open up for you. But nonetheless, you're going to always get cash strapped at some point as an investor. So how do you keep your business from going stagnant um, if you still want to hedge out buy more deals? Well, you got to go create partnerships and, and raise private money. You got to have access to some other type of funding. And I think that there's far more money out there than there are opportunities and more importantly, competent operators. And so if you can position yourself in the marketplace, there's a ton of people looking for ways that they can deploy money outside of whatever they do to make the money. Right. And they don't all have the appetite or ambition to go and learn real estate investing. So if you can go get the acumen and become a subject matter expert, then you can show them how to grow their money in their sleep based off of your body of work. Yeah. I think there's a lot there. Let's really step back to the person that's early in the cycle. Cause I think, you know, you and I talking about how we would raise private money today probably is not relevant, but let's talk to somebody who's really early in the game. What are some things you would advise? They're excited about real estate. They don't have enough capital to do a deal. Um, what is, what's some advice do you tell them to, to, to start with? I would strongly, I would highly recommend <clears throat> take the capital that you have go get mentorship, go get coaching, go get educated. Because if you go out there in the marketplace, half cop, you start trying to get capital from people. And some may even give it to you, quite honestly, right? Mm -hmm. But but you're gambling with their money if you don't go get the education, the, the infrastructure and everything that you need to best insulate you guys from the downside of you going out there and having a bad experience. So I believe that it's all of our experience to first go get educated before we go out there trying to get capital from folks. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like, even if you haven't done a real estate deal yet, you can still get educated, right? One of the things that I talk about is a buy box and documenting and all of that. You need to show evidence of effort, right? Just because your grandmother, your aunt, your mom, whoever has a little bit of money put away, and they will give it to you because they love and trust you, doesn't mean you should take it. In fact, I would argue you probably shouldn't. 
what you should do is put in the work, whether it's mentorship or, you know, getting free stuff on YouTube. You have to, you have to show them you're, you don't have skin in the game with money, but you have skin in the game in time. Show them you've spent four months. You've looked at 157 different properties. You can articulate why the top three are the best and why the bottom three are the worst. Show them you have a network of contractors, painters, lawyers, whatever. You tell them you've been to, you know, seven different meetups and you know this or that. You have to have evidence of effort. Too many come to real estate investing with the idea it's all easy because all the gurus in Instagram, they all make it look easy. And also they all make it look like you haven't lost money. Folks, on this channel, I have millionaires who talked about hundreds of thousands of dollars they lost in December and January when the market locked up. Trust me, you can lose a shit ton of money in real estate if you don't know what you're doing. And trust me, losing your mom's money is going to suck. So put in the effort. For sure. For sure. And I look, me no different. I lost a half a million bucks at one point in my career. Um, if we, because even going out, right, and, and running the reps, learning to buy a box, right, taking free information, et cetera. One of my students said it this, this way one time. They said, why they find mentorship so important is because Google doesn't have any experience. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So at some point, you're going to run into specific problems that you just they're not Googleable. You, you yes. can't Google and find. So you need somebody, a coach, a mentor, a consultant, somebody that you can confer with in real time as you're going through those going through those issues. Right. Navigating that space. So that's why I'm able to take people right off the street from their nine to five who are petrified at the thought of raising capital and then give them the fundamentals, the skill to then go out and do it because they can confer with me and my team as they're going through the process. And we got all the financial instruments to secure them and the investors throughout the process. We make sure that they're, they're, they're locked and loaded when they go out there from a, a from a practical application perspective on executing the real estate side, as well as being fundamentally sound on the raising capital side as well. And I'm talking just from mom and pop investors, but they don't take a mom and pop approach they still treat them as if they were they were an institutional investor, um, because if if you if you lead in how you do anything is how you do everything, right? So if you treat all the situations the same when you're going to get capital from people, as you talked about where you and I are at, Mike, when the numbers grow, the approach is very similar because that's we just only know how to do it the right way. Right. Yeah. At the end of the day, um, I think every real estate investor is in the game for five to 10 years will be cash strapped at some point you will have really what this, what happens in this game is eventually deal flow increases to a point where as an operator, you have a choice, either you pass on deals or you invite others in. I personally have not and likely never will do a syndication, which means I won't bring in partners as equity. Mm -hmm. I have no problem bringing in people to be debt. Why? Because if I don't pay you, you foreclose. If you're equity and you're like these 3,200 units in Houston, I just say, I'm sorry. And I'm out. I could never lose a hundred million dollars. I would want them to take the buildings back. Yeah. So that's me personally. I know lots of people choose to do syndications and all of that to each their own. 
I don't want that stress, but I have no problem. I've borrowed, I don't know, six, seven, eight million bucks over the years. Attached first trustees paid anywhere from eight to 12% interest. So again, it can happen that the money is out there. If you're experienced, you can communicate why the risk is controlled and you secure their position. So the downside is they foreclose. That's the, you know, the ultimate worst case. Sure, sure. I don't, you know, I mean, while we're here, do you want to progressively kind of tell them how they could go out and raise some capital? Is, is go that for it. fair? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, go so I think one of the first things that we got to understand about raising capital is it's not exclusively about just putting a deal in front of somebody. You know, Mike and I talk all the time about lead as being a go-giver instead of a go-getter, right? Mm-hmm. One of the one of the, the best ways to raise capital is by finding out what's important to the said investor. Yeah. I think we get so fixated a lot of the time on what we need out of the transaction as opposed to focusing on what do they need out of the tra- transaction. Because if you can get clear on that, then you can build a performer that matches their appetite. And if it if it's allotted for in a deal that it makes sense on both sides. But I think we got to first stop getting so fixated on what we want and get interested in what they want. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, I think a lot of life, a lot about real estate investing and probably much of life is I think naturally we look inside or internal first where it should be external first. What do they need? What do they want? What are their concerns? And if you do that consistently enough, the money will be there. Like I, I don't mean to say this, this may come across as of a brag, but it's a true statement. Nonetheless, I have never asked for a penny. Yeah. I've consistently led by example, consistently led by the deals I've done and people reach out to me. Hey, I've got, you know, 200 grand sitting in a bank earning less than 1%. You know, if you ever have a deal where you need this or that, let's talk. That, that can happen if you are consistent and lead by understanding what others need. For sure. For sure. And, you know, I say it all, I say it all the time that when you're doing it the right way, the money is chasing you. You're not chasing it. Right. And that that's essentially what you just shared. You yep. know, I, I shared this probably a year ago and I'm going to share it again really quick. There's four personality types. I teach people how to raise capital based on these four personality types. Right. Shark, whale, dolphin, urchin. Sharks need little detail. Um, if you got a 40-page presentation, you lost them before you started. They want the bottom line up front. Give me the bluff, right? Then you have dolphins who they want to be buddies. They they want to, you know, hang out, go to happy hour, whatever. They want to be buddies before they do business. Then you have, <clears throat> excuse me, you have whales who are more sincere, they're empathetic. They genuinely want to get to know you before they do business. And then you have sea urchins who are very analytical, okay? They're driven by data. They're making the decisions based on data, not emotion. If if you understand that all of us have all four of them in us, we're just more top, we're more dominant in certain areas than others. What that does is it allows you the ability to, to mirror and match anyone, right? Based on your level of, like we talked about, concern. You, you genuinely want to know who they are as a person and being able to speak into that that vein of who they are. So I'll give you an example. If you have um, a dolphin, for instance, and you're thinking about you know possibly partnering with them doing business, then you need to go hang out. If you're an introvert, then you have to be extroverted for a little while. You got to go out to the bar, 
and they they want to genuinely feel like they're they're um they're making a connection with you before they want to do business right if if you uh, as i mentioned if you're talking to a shark and you give them a 40 page you know beautiful powerpoint presentation because that's what's important to you they're never they're not going to open it like you you lost them from the go right um, if you have a urchin who's very data driven that you're trying to get excited and hype like you would a dolphin, then you're probably not going to be successful in doing it. And so I, the, the overall sentiment, right, while that's a great tool and we raise millions of capital using that approach, the overall sentiment is treat people like people, yes. respect who they are, what's important to them. And I promise you, you will be able to raise far more capital than you actually need for your business. You will have money on the sidelines at all times waiting for the right deal to pop up. There you go. Brian, you put out amazing stuff. Where can people find you? Uh, Brian Adamson official uh, everywhere, uh, YouTube, Instagram, everywhere else. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you. Thanks, Mike.